Portal 2, a science fiction puzzle game about a mute protagonist attempting to escape the clutches of an insane, scientifically-minded robot. Can our hosts make a story of, out of all of these puzzles, portals, and oddball machines? Find out on this episode of Game Reel. Hello everyone and welcome to Game Reel. It's the show where three college grads pitch movies based on video games that we love. I'm Matt Brennan. And I'm Cassidy Easton. I'm Annika Katormson. And I just read in the notes that we introduce ourselves and then I say the thing. <laughs> but we're, cha- we're changing it up, you know, we're lo- loosey-goosey, but like, you know, alternating reality, just like the game we're about to talk about, <laughs> you know, segues. We don't follow the rules, especially yeah. not the rules of physics. Of course not. <laughs> Fuck that. So the game we're talking about today is Portal 2. Portal 2 is a 2011 puzzle platform video game by Valve. In the game, you play a human named Chell who navigates the dilapidated Aperture Science Enrichment Center during its reconstruction by the supercomputer GLaDOS. It introduces new characters, notably the robot Wheatley, voiced by Stephen Merchant, and one of my favorite characters in video games ever now uh aperture founder cave johnson voiced by uh, jk simmons oh yeah i forgot all about that part of the game he's great underrated he's he's a fucking but i have many quotes written down in my notes about him but it just really (laughs) stuck with me but Mm. like the original portal you know you solve puzzles by placing portals with your portal gun and teleporting and you know, there's tractor beams and lasers and light bridges and there's, it's, you know, it's puzzles, dude. It's all, it's all like crazy, wacky puzzles. And, you know, you're getting nagged and yelled at by like uh, asshole robots who are just <laughs> very cocky and, you know. I think my favorite part of this game is that there's all these slops and slimes all over the place. Yeah, there's a lot, <laughs> a lot of goo, a lot of, a lot of moon goo. Yeah. Moon goo from the moon. Yeah, it's just it's just a fun time. I never played Portal before uh, doing oh. research in this. Yeah, which I I know is not a not a very gamery thing to say, but I haven't played the first you know, one. I've only yeah. played the second one as well. I I I've always wanted to play. It. You know, it's pretty infamous, and like part of you is like, oh, you know, it's like everyone says it's one of the greatest games ever. Like, can't be that good. It's that it's that good. Mm-hmm. It's very good. <laughs> Uh, the portal gun as a mechanic is just like there's like endless possibilities of what you can do and i just <laughs> i love getting stuck in like infinite loops just like for mm-hmm. shits and giggles it's so much fun <laughs> and the writing and the voice acting is just so on point all the characters while there's only a few they're all just like so great the the portal gun i mean i think this it's just another entry in like valve's games that change the world right yeah. Because, like, the portal gun is just, like, that's amazing. What about you, Annika? What was your explore- experience with Portal? Um, I played it for the first time, like, six months ago or something. I just mm. grabbed it randomly because Steam was having a sale and it was, like, a dollar. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to play it. it that sale. Yeah. Um, I, like, have always heard good things about it, but it was so much better than what I expected. I feel like 
they could have just like designed a really good puzzle game and called it there mm-hmm. and been like, mm-hmm. this will be fun enough. It's a fun puzzle game. But they added so much extra, like so much story and so many characters that have become so iconic. And it's just, yeah, it completely surpassed my expectations, especially for a game that's kind of like that old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I was also surprised by how good the story was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, like even though it. it's even though it's like kind of old, it looks and sounds amazing. Like, yeah, it's, it yeah. Up. yeah. There's some bits kind of near to the middle slash end where it's like, ooh, the graphics here, <laughs> a little shaky. But for the most yeah. part, I think it it holds up extremely well. So I already offered my favorite, but who are your favorite characters, guys, from the game? There's so few to choose from, and GLaDOS is there, so it's kind of, like, hard not to say her. Of course, she's she's best girl. She's, you know, she's, like, the the definition of gaslight gatekeep girl boss. <laughs> yeah, she's a little toxic. <laughs> Just a little toxic. Just a little toxic, you know? Just a little toxic. She's iconic, though, so we forget her. Yeah, no, she's great. I do like Wheatley, too, though. He's, he's yeah. a fun little orb yeah conceptually he's hilarious also mm-hmm. and spoilers i i can't, i really didn't expect him to become the villain i was just Neither. like yeah when i got to that part in the game i was like oh this game's kind of short what the fuck and you know everything was going fine silly me you know underestimating <laughs> the game he just becomes like the fucking idiot villain of the thing just like incompetently <laughs> ruining everything i'm gonna blow you up very fun yeah uh, what about you, Annika? Um, I I am not being very creative. I also put Cave Johnson just because I find Whoa. his his backstory so funny because, first of all, his name is Cave Johnson. <laughs> and <laughs> second, good. he mm-hmm. apparently died from eating too much moon dust, which is like the moon dust is the thing yeah. that they mm-hmm. use to create the paint to make the portals. That's mm-hmm. Yeah. Why was he eating and that? And also, like, the... <laughs> you know, I don't know if he was... 60s? <laughs> what time period was that part of the level from? Like, the 50s, 60s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they, the the whole, like, aperture science with Cave Johnson, I think, I, fe- I think he didn't die until, like, the 90s or something, and mm-hmm. it was just, like... Yeah, like, that white goo is just, like, made of moon dust, which apparently is just very toxic, which makes you think, like, yeah. as a human character playing, like, oh... Am I getting like cancer from like getting covered in this white goo stuff? Yeah, that is that is a fun part of this game's humor, where it's just like, oh yeah, this like essential thing that you are going to be interacting with, you probably can't have kids once you interact with it, but that's fine. <laughs> it's just yeah, like there's... everything is so bad for you in this game. Yeah, everything is terrible. Um, just. It, it's very interesting hearing about how aperture science like f- falls from grace from starting as a very lucrative i think shower curtain selling company and then they just <laughs> went into science which is mm-hmm. a great pivot you know but yeah just like everything they say about like testing on the people like it starts off with like olympians and like athletes and stuff and then it just like goes to just like poor people they're like underpaying and stuff mm-hmm. and they're like yeah we shot you with like lasers that turns your blood into gasoline and shit like that <laughs> but you know my my favorite is when you get to the point where you're running through like all of the old um like testing labs and you see signs mm-hmm. that say like 
new fat diet, eat our moon rocks because it'll <laughs> like it'll coat your stomach and make it so that all of the food comes back up. <laughs> like all yeah. things like that that are like <laughs> this is not a good thing that you should be advertising, uh, but they're so excited. It's, right, but I mean, the, the thing is, is that, and what's great about Cave Johnson is just his enthusiasm towards science, you know, and discovery, and it's like... And human testing. I'm here f- and human <laughs> testing, it's like, I'm here, like, every, like, he has a very solid ideology, you know, and he's talking about GLaDOS, who, her name was Caroline, you know, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he was just like, sorry, fellas, she's married to science, and that, you know, <laughs> wonderful. I forgot about that plot line too. That Glados used to be a real person. Yeah, it was. It's great, and like, because I, I obviously because I didn't get far enough in Portal One. Like, I, I don't, I wasn't too familiar with Glados beforehand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when she gets turned into a potato, and like, you know, you just kind of bring her <laughs> around, and like, when she hears all the Cave Johns, since she knew him as a human, mm-hmm. and her like human side comes out, I think it adds like a lot of depth to her, and it makes her really yeah. interesting. She's a very well written <laughs> character. Very well voice acted too. What's her name? Ellen. I I want to put respect on this woman's name. Hang on. Oh yeah. Shout out. Yes. Ellen McLean. Ellen McLean. Ellen You're McLean. a mad lad for this one. Goaded. I was going through her Wikipedia. She was a voice in some some Godzilla thing, I think, and also like mm. an AI voice for Pacific Rim. I'm pretty sure. That's Damn. cool. Yeah, but it wasn't enough. Oh. It wasn't long enough. She should be in more. You said that, and it just, like, brain-blasted me back to Pacific Rim. I was like, oh, my God, she was the voice of the of the AI. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Queen of robots. Okay, should we should we get into pitches? Uh, I'll go first. I, I brought the kind of not-so-wild pitch. Chell wakes up after a several-decade-long slumber to find the lab in shambles and being run by insane artificial intelligence. Uh, This is just the main plot to Portal 2. I was having such a hard time trying to write something better than is already there. I think the only changes I would make, integrate the other two robots, Atlas and Peabody, to be like additional things that are trying to stop Chell. So we just have a few more characters um, in this pretty sparse character movie and then have like the the betrayal of glados by wheatley be the midpoint and then have like chell and potato glados team up to beat wheatley uh and that's pretty much it i got nothing else really i love it i love the inclusion of atlas and peabody which i guess as an aside for people who haven't played the game these Mm. two robots are kind of like very iconic portal 2 like characters but they're not Mm -hmm. in the actual game they're only in the multiplayer version yeah they're they're awesome they're awesome though they got a lot of personality with all their little gestures and you know it's like classic short fat one tall skinny one like you can't go wrong like character design wise it's (laughs) like the best combo their design is awesome and you can make them high five when you finish a puzzle oh i didn't know you could you could also rip the heads off of other ones and make them fight (laughs) yeah i was doing a lot of that when i was playing co-op last night Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i can go next oh yeah um continuing my tradition of writing pitches that are way too long portal 3 set 300 years in the future so the second portal game doesn't really explain anything that's happening in the world outside of the aperture science facility 
So in my pitch, I'm going to run with the idea that there was some kind of like mass extinction event that left the world extremely underpopulated. Since the events of Portal 2, GLaDOS has kind of reverted back to her old homicidal ways, but has instead been planning a way of escaping the facility in order to enact her wrath on the few remaining people of Earth. So this story would open up a few hundred years after the events of the second Portal game. It would be assumed that our main character, Chell, had found her way to one of these human colonies and had kids. And our protagonist would be like one of her great-great-grandkids or something. So once GLaDOS finds her way out of the facility, she decides to go on a hunt for Chell and ends up picking up the signature of this grandkid and trying to hunt them down. I think it would be fun to like explore how the trials from the second game could translate into a more decrepit urbanized setting instead of it all taking place inside the facility. Yeah, the reason that I want this to take place so far in the future is because I think that GLaDOS would need a lot of time to develop a means of escape as mm-hmm. well as to develop mm-hmm. like a little horde of minions and such. And also because Chell, in my opinion, is not a very interesting protagonist in the mm-hmm. original game. What? Just <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> by virtue of her never saying anything. So I wanted to find a way to reference her without including her. So mm-hmm. that's my pitch. <laughs> Annika just hates strong, silent types. <laughs> okay, so my pitch is... With the return of a new yet familiar robotic presence, one human must join the forces of man and machine to fight an strange new enemy, space invaders. So, yeah. So, granted, the, you know, initial, like, inciting incident, I I did rip it off from Yu-Gi-Oh!, I will admit. But, you know, (laughs) I I very much love the, uh, the parody over the top billionaire characters and much like cave johnson seto kaiba mm-hmm. is similarly fantastic yes. and ridiculous mm-hmm. and very campy and there's this one i don't remember if it's an episode or one of the movies but there's this thing of like kaiba sending a bunch of like Yu-Gi-Oh cards into space and he was like listen if there's intelligent life out there we might as well teach them to duel. So he's like, <laughs> yes, like the way we're going to communicate with aliens is through tra- like children's trading, trading cards. What and I fuck? think, yeah, and it's hilarious. And yes, I, I hope that's how we contact with aliens and we play games mm-hmm. with them. But I was thinking, you know, Cave Johnson, I feel, would probably think kind of similarly. However, instead of trading cards... I was thinking that he had like an imperfected version of like the AI of his consciousness downloaded that he was because, you know, to quote him, hang on, a wonderful quote. If we can store music on a compact disc, why can't we store a man's intelligence and personality on one? Which is like, I love that line of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, typical billionaire shit. So I was thinking that, you know, it takes place after Portal 2, you know, which is an indefinite amount of time after portal one we can't really mm-hmm. tell we don't even see any other people but so cave johnson like from like i don't know them sending it out in the 2000s or 90s is imperfected ai into space and cave johnson comes into contact with a uh, alien ship and these aliens just download his thing 
and he becomes their like technological god they like completely accept his cult of personality and they come to invade earth and so chell and glados must combat the aliens and the robot cave johnson to save the earth from i don't know i guess the whole world turning into a giant test chamber that's pretty awesome yeah, I also wrote down GLaDOS and Alien Cave Johnson AI space robot Gundam fights giant monsters <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> so, you know, Wheatley will be there, of course. He will... <laughs> Wait, isn't he yeah. in space? He is in space. I assume the ship, like, knocks him, like, over and back into, back you know, the Earth's rotation. and He, like, yeah. crashes and warms them <laughs> or something. Everyone will be there. Atlas and Peabody can, you know, be like little lackeys for GLaDOS. Mm -hmm. But they're not evil like she is. Yeah, I felt pretty original when I thought of this, but then upon reading more lore stuff, uh, I found out that Portal takes place during Half-Life at the same time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Black Mesa, who's constantly referenced as the uh, rival to the Aperture Science, they also invented a portal gun and then, like, uh, interdimensional aliens invaded Earth at some point. And we don't really know if, like, that invasion uh, was over by the time Chell gets out or if it's, like, still ravaged by that. But so, we, don't have to, we don't have to do that. You know? Yeah, I have a, a meager amount of Portal or uh, Half-Life lore. Basically, I think what happened was Black Mesa happened. They yeah. opened up this dimensional rift to another crazy weird world with like head crabs and vortigaunts and the weird monsters and that whole thing happens at black mesa and shit goes bad and you know whatever gordon freeman disappears for decades nobody knows where he is he doesn't know where he is and suddenly he just reappears decades later in the city and shit's totally different. And basically, I think what happened was after the shit that happened at Black Mesa, these aliens called the Combine invaded Earth and like enslaved everyone, including the interdimensional aliens that were brought from what happened at Black Mesa. Basically, just enslaved the whole world and like are just a totalitarian society. And that's kind of all the details I have. I just know that that's like sort of the half-life thing is that yeah once once gordon freeman does all the alien shit more aliens invade and Mm -hmm. make earth terrible well but we don't have to subscribe to that because that's half-life in this portal yeah and there are more aliens you know there's Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's many different alien races so yeah we can invent some of our own so what what are we what are we gravitating to boys i kind of love the idea of cave johnson being a villain that went insane in space me too (laughs) (laughs) i love that (laughs) i i would love to work with that yeah i do think elements of annika's pitch though definitely Mm. like can work into yeah it could be Chell's daughter if we want it to be like way in the future. Now, how would we introduce the two? I guess I guess it could be like Gladys is like trying to break free of her her shit, and that we think that's the big conflict, and then Cave Johnson shows up. We could. I assume we would start with Chell, the the ending scene of Portal Two mm-hmm. where Chell escapes. Yeah, and then like you know we see Glados and she's like now you know time for my own who's he wants it or whatever yeah yeah it starts the ending of portal 2 and then we get like a x amount of years later say like 18 years later Mm, yeah Mm. 
Chell is like an, an old woman and she has a, a daughter. Is she out in regular human society or is it like post-apocalypse? I guess because I've never played Half-Life, is Portal supposed to take place? It's like at the same time, right? Yeah, technically. So would the aliens have like already come to Earth? I think so. Yeah, it's because of like how open-ended it is how long in between one and two of portal is because you know we everything's like dilapidated and like covered in vegetation yeah we don't really know like how long after it is so we don't know if like the events of half-life have been like resolved or not yeah oh okay yeah i feel like for the purposes of it, we can but you know the you know the world could still be kind of fucky i i think that the event of an a, like a like a huge event of a like a alien invasion would be a lot less impactful if we are already in like post-apocalypse times and everyone's like already kind of dealing with aliens i think True. more aliens would not That's really fair. bother okay. people too much so mm-hmm. if if she goes back to normal society and then aliens happen that's uh that's a problem <laughs> that is a yeah. problem okay so things Things are pretty all right, you know, you mm-hmm. know, Chell's, she's settled, you know, she's still kind of haunted by the events of Portal, but... Yeah, she's I would like, assume, yeah. she's like Jamie Lee Curtis in the new Halloweens. She's played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes! <laughs> no, yes, actually. Yes. Nerd queen, you know. Mm-hmm. She would. I, I would assume that she, like, has tried to keep this, like, dark, you know, past of hers away mm-hmm. from away from her daughter as she was you know chell was born was pretty much born and indoctrinated into it because her parents i believe were scientists at aperture science and she yeah. was, i think she was forced to go into the program her daughter doesn't know shit what's her daughter's name rachel rachel <laughs> that's good so is like rachel about to go into college or is she like an, an adult how about it's her 18th birthday so we can include cake Yes, the cake. Gotta include cake. Gotta include the cake. Does Chell have those robot things, like, built into her legs, or does she just wear those, like, shock absorber boots? I think they might be shoes, actually. I thought they were, like, there were, like, wires installed in her calves. No, it looks like it's, like, a shoe with, like, bands that she can take on and off. I only ask because I'm kind of picturing a a scene where she like looks in an old like in her closet at like an old box and there's like the boots hung up and like the portal gun is like underneath the floorboards or something mm-hmm. and she's like never again and closes the 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 door or something or I, I agree I like that or when aliens like invade she like opens it up and like pulls it out and her daughter's like mom you can't do this you're you're too old <laughs> Are we gonna are we gonna kill Chell and then Rachel is gonna have to take over for her and like take the mantle of the shock absorber portal gun? Hmm. That's a good question. I guess the main question is like <laughs> what what befalls them first? GLaDOS or Cave Johnson? Can I can I pause for one second mm-hmm. <laughs> and read okay. this? Okay. I'm just in trying to figure out this boots conundrum uh-huh. according to the wiki the boots were created to resolve a reproducible human error problem where test subjects were falling too far and injuring themselves which in turn caused them to drop the portal device 
which could damage the device. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they are yeah. just boots. But yeah, like what happens first? I mean, we want to introduce the conflict of GLaDOS being free of this like secret facility. Should someone come and find Rachel? Yeah, I think I think it should involve Atlas and Peabody. I guess, yeah, I think it should involve Atlas and Peabody. I just don't know what compels them to go find Shell. So here's a here's a thought. You know how when we were watching that like Silent Hill uh, movie, the the second one, Silent mm-hmm. Hill Revelations, and how like the whole thing we're kind of like sort of making that story with this where it's like a tortured parent who has escaped silent hill and then their kid who is like sort of tied to this thing um it's kind of like that so i'm kind of picturing like chell is like a tortured parent who is like trying to keep her daughter away from the knowledge of aperture science and like what they did to her right and then like these outside forces like coming in to try and get her back and I'm just kind of picturing, like, Atlas and Peabody sort of, like, stalking around, trying to, like, get Rachel and, like, find out where they live and stuff. Mm-hmm. I agree. They're more, very much foot soldier lackeys, you know. Yeah. Going where GLaDOS can't. Oh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, because she doesn't have legs, so she needs her minions with legs to go and do these things for her. Right. I kind of imagine that that Rachel is like she's you know she's going to college soon she's gonna like study to be a scientist and her mom's just like oh her mom hates that yeah she doesn't like that even but, worse know. she's going into robotics <laughs> Jesus. which makes her the perfect protagonist for figuring out how to dismantle Cave Johnson AI yeah are they gonna like kidnap Rachel and try to take her back to the facility I think they should follow her to her first day of college. <laughs> and like eventually mm. get, like sneak into her dorm or something and i think early in the movie we should have like a shot or a scene of like wheatley in space you know just like talking to the other guy that he's with who won't stop talking about space i don't remember oh, yeah. his name the other core spot yeah and he like he gets knocked back into orbit by like the giant alien spaceship and he crashes, and he finds Chell and warns her about it. And I think Chell will, like, try to, in her old age, try to pick up the mantle back again and, like, mm. fail. Because I think I think Wheatley definitely needs to be, like, the harbinger of doom. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. I guess my, my question is, how, how much of the movie do we want the daughter to be captured for? Or maybe she, like, is escaping on her own. Oh, how about this? I just had a thought. What if GLaDOS captures Rachel using Atlas and Peabody, who I guess both have portal guns, mm-hmm. I guess? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, they bring her to the old Aperture Science building. We think this is going to be a movie about Chell versus GLaDOS again. She's going back. She's got the portal gun. She's got the crazy boots. GLaDOS, like... When, when she gets to, like, the front of the building, she sees GLaDOS, like, is there with her daughter and the two bots. And she's like, what are you doing with my daughter? And she's like, oh, well, I brought you here not to bring you back into the testing facility, but to but to unveil my my latest, uh, my, my latest uh, invention or whatever. 
And then it, she, like, reveals that she can, like, move. And she, like, becomes this, like, crazy GLaDOS mech. And she's like, now I can take the testing to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it seems really dire. And then Wheatley falls out of the sky and lands, like, on the ground uh, in the middle of the conflict. And he kind of just, like, ruins the whole moment and being like, there's aliens coming. Help. <laughs> I, I'm here for that. I think it would be funny or like at least kind of interesting that the college that Rachel is going to is secretly like owned by Aperture Science and by GLaDOS. Oh. Because I'm, yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking like, because of how like the end of Portal 2 is like, Mm -hmm. GLaDOS like kind of clearly does not want anything to do with Chell anymore. She's just like, I don't fucking like you. Like, I want you gone, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it'd be a funny thing of like coincidence if rachel just happened to be the one that that the the kind of stupid atlas and peabody just like ended up grabbing and then it's mm. like and then she's like you grabbed her she has the same name what's wrong with <laughs> yeah you? yeah and then and then show comes and she's like oh my god you well i guess i guess i might as well reveal my my plan now that you know we're all here yeah yeah, and her whole attitude about it is like, I didn't, wa- I didn't want you or your daughter, but since you're here, I might as well crush you to death. Yeah, and then Wheatley's here, and he's like, "Great, everyone I hate is here. That's wonderful." <laughs> is the next thing that happens like a huge spaceship flies into the atmosphere, and like the biggest portal we've ever seen opens on the moon, and a giant spaceship comes out of it. Oh, and then we shit. just and it just like eclipses the moon mm-hmm. and it was just like a so, like a lunar eclipse just happening. Oh, wow. That's huge. And then, you know, very in very classic alien fashion, you know, Times Square like everywhere on earth, you mm-hmm. know. An image of the AI like holographic Cave Johnson announces himself to the world. <laughs> oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like, hello, everyone. I don't know if you... I'm sure you know who I am, but just to confirm, I, it is I, Cave Johnson, back from space. <laughs> you know. Ooh, that's good. That's yeah, so he's good. Like, mm-hmm. You know, Aperture Science, you know, although it's, like, followed in, like, uh, wayward times, you know, I've teamed up with these aliens. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're called, like, the Gluons or some shit. <laughs> and we've developed new amazing devices for, for you, you know, to test, you know. And I think when GLaDOS sees this, she's like, testing? I love testing. Mm-hmm. I'm all about this. <laughs> right. And someone's going to have to convince her that this guy is not going to let her run her tests. Mm-hmm. He's just going to right. run his tests. I think she'd be conflicted, though, because it's Cave Johnson, you know. Oh, yeah, right. She has history I think with that- him. Yeah. I think that should be a big, and mm-hmm. in the game she deleted the part, the human part of her brain or of her consciousness, so that she wouldn't care anymore. And I think she should like put that off, but I think it's partially an act, and like it, it's not like complete. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, she can't fully get rid of her human side. So there'll be some, there'll be some spicy feels going on when she has to face off with him. Okay, so mm-hmm. Cave Johnson appears the little alien robots or the little aliens are probably flying all about in their ships yeah landing landing places mm-hmm. and they all have portal guns yeah no yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. every every everything that this alien society has is like outfitted with portal guns yeah 
maybe they don't even like use like conventional lasers or missiles or anything. They just have portal guns. Right. That like work on any surface and can just rip things in half. They like put people in like infinite like ceiling floor loops and they just like Yeah, that's how they hold the humans. I think we can have a thing of like the alien like invasion starts and like I think the alien like ship should come down and I think like immediately they're able to like expand into like testing centers and they're gonna start like covering mm-hmm. the earth with it. Yeah, yeah. That's like instead of instead of setting up little like I guess that is what aliens do is they set up testing centers. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Fair enough. I think <laughs> I think we could do like the classic alien invasion thing of them like taking over monuments and turning them into testing centers and stuff. Yeah. Do Chell and Rachel immediately try to join forces with GLaDOS? Or are they going to try to, like, go on their own thing at first? I think GLaDOS does not like the idea of working with Chell or Rachel. Right. Yeah. I think, I think she is like, oh, sick. More testing. See it, meatbags. And she leaves. But would she not be conflicted with, like, her not being in control of the testing? I think that would be a realization she comes to pretty quickly. Okay. I yeah. think at first the idea of testing world like uh, uh, the the entire earth being a test chamber excites her and she loves that and then very quickly she realizes, "Oh, this sucks. These aren't my tests. They're not letting me yeah. run tests." Right. They're going to make her do tests, which is just like Yeah, she hates that. She can't even imagine that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the craziest thing. Should she try to team up with Cave Johnson at first to see, like, if he'll let her, like, oh, we used to be buddies, will you let me run, like, all of North America, you can have the rest of the world? Uh, I think she should try something like that, but I think his AI is, like, too warped and insane and, like, does not really remember her, and he's like, I like your moxie. No. (laughs) Uh You remind me of my assistant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and that doesn't sit well with her, I don't think. Here's a question. How much more involved is Chell going to be in this story? Because I feel like there should be some kind of thing that prevents her from being the main character and makes it so that Rachel has to take over. Right. I think I think they should like I think she should, you know, train like as they try to get through the test chambers to get to cave, like AI Cave Johnson, mm-hmm. I think she should be showing Rachel the, the ropes and being like, oh, this is how you use the portal gun. This is what you do. Like, you got to have your shock absorbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's obviously a little too old to be doing this. And, like, yeah. it's a little too physically strenuous. And, like, mm-hmm. maybe at some point at the midpoint, she's just like, I can't go any further. I need You need to take it. It could we could be, like, planting the seeds at the very beginning of the movie. Like, she's sick, Ooh. right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. because like you know she went through the whole cave johnson part of the portal too all that shit was oh, like toxic God. yeah and yeah, also true. all the stuff in portal one when it wasn't the cave johnson stuff was already like not great for her something we could do is like maybe is she like looks really old like she looks like she's jamie lee curtis's age right mm-hmm. but she's like i'm like 45 this is mm. like, like I'm like in my fifties. I just look really old. I look like I'm in my seventies because like I'm I'm so fucked up from all the portal juice. Mm-hmm. And so she's just like she is just really like 
decrepit because of all of the like bad like portal stuff that happened to her and so she's like too it's like it's like uh not the aging stuff but like just being sick and can't do the thing anymore uh from pacific rim uh idris elba's this thing where he was like yeah if i get a jaeger again it'll kill me i think that makes sense yeah so i think that should be I, the case with chell i agree i think Maybe not, like, injured, but I think, like, her... Because, you know, Chell's obviously very resilient and very stubborn. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, like, she would really give up unless, like, she no. was completely forced to. So I think maybe we could have a thing at the beginning where, like, when, you know, Rachel and Chell, like, meet GLaDOS again. Maybe mm-hmm. GLaDOS fits Rachel with, like, new shock absorbers. And she could be, like, to Chell, like, oh, those things, they're not, they're no good anymore. You, like, need the newer version. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, I'm going to ex- not accept help from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at some point at, like, the midpoint or, like, three-quarters of the way in, like, her things go give out. And she's like, I'm useless anymore. Or, like, I'm not useful anymore. You got to go yourself, kid. Or what if she tries to power through it mm-hmm. and her daughter's like, you cannot do this. You need to take a back seat. Yeah. And then GLaDOS, like, comes to them and is like, hey, mm-hmm. you're the last people I want to be helping, uh, asking for help, but you're the only people I know, so. And then, like, Chell's like, absolutely not. But then her daughter is like, yes. Yes, we'll take your help. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a big moment. I think I think a theme that we could ha- include mm-hmm. in this could be you know chell obviously because she's lived through this she's probably like an overprotective parent you know like and her daughter you know classic daughter's going off to college becoming her Mm -hmm. own person thing so it could be like a big thing where like i don't know like through all the puzzles she's like just like freaked out and scared and she's like be careful and all this and all this Mm -hmm. and so the moment you know when like her daughter's like no i'm gonna be the one to do this and like you know like you sit back Mm-hmm. maybe she like pushes her through a portal and takes her gun so that she can't like go any further and she's oh. just like left with like she's just like left with glados or wheatley or something and she just has to sit back in some control room or whatever yeah yeah and take like a more passive role are we are we gonna take gladys's powers of mobility away from her I feel like her mobility is probably kind of limited. You know, she's probably kind of kind of chunky, like giant mm-hmm. robot type. De- so, mm-hmm. like, I think we could have her along, but you know, she's not fully. It's not like a giant Gundam monster. Not. I think we can make her a Gundam monster later, but I think that you know, obviously, she can't do it on her own. She like really needs Rachel to help her out before they get to like the mm-hmm. final boss. She could say something like, oddly enough, I was more mobile as a potato or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something yeah. Silly. Well, I wonder if, like, she, like, <sighs> in order to Wait. make Rachel kind of more useful, if GLaDOS needs to be, like, put into a smaller form that Rachel has to kind of carry around. Yes. <laughs> okay. You said potato GLaDOS and you just, like, fucking gave me another brain blast. <clears throat> I think the the like the 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 plan to like take down cave johnson from inside the alien ship should involve them getting into the alien ship with glados like glados i think should be their like sort of secret weapon here mm-hmm. yeah um and it should involve putting glados back into a potato 
taking her onto the alien ship and then installing her into the alien ship. And then that's when she can like get into a crazy uh, alien robot body and then duke it out with Cave Johnson. I like that. Okay. I think it makes Rachel way more useful <laughs> yes. than just being a little psychic. Mm-hmm. And we get to put right. Gladys back in a potato. Mm-hmm. I think one thing though is because you know we've seen we've seen the whole plug the the the, the seemingly good robot into the mainframe mm-hmm. type thing before and it's not worked out. So why should why should Shell, who's seen all this before, be down for letting her plug Glados into like the most powerful like alien ship that they've ever seen? What if she uploads Wheatley? I was thinking that too. Yeah. <laughs> what if her backup plan for thwarting Gladys in the event that she tries to take over this alien ship puts Wheatley in the ship to make right. Gladys want to leave the ship, and then she just takes Wheatley out? Mm-hmm. What if we put the space guy's personality in, and she just wants to go back into space and just oh, leaves Earth? Completely. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. She like puts the space guy in there, and then she. The space guy just, like, takes the ship and fucking zooms off into, like, (laughs) this, like, the middle of the galaxy. Yeah, and she's just forever arguing with the space guy in her own brain. Oh, and GLaDOS is trapped on that ship? Because I think, like, you know, in two, it doesn't work that, like, one personality completely overtakes the other. So I think Mm -hmm. it would make sense that they're just, like, equally, like, at odds with each other. So they can't do anything bad. And they're just, like in this perpetual state of just like horrible arguments and stuff, you know, with this like guy who only thinks about space. <laughs> what about all the aliens? What happens to them? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> like we may be overcomplicating it a little bit. We might just need to destroy the AI and then Gladys sends the aliens packing. But I do, I do like the idea of them being stuck in space again. Well, maybe the aliens can just, like, shoot a portal to the moon and colonize the moon for a little bit. No, I like I like the aliens just being, like, sent to the moon. Or the aliens could just live on Earth. I mean, if if the, the giant mothership is no longer there, then they might as well just stay there. Okay. In that case, though, then maybe we should just make them chipped. Because if they're, like, consciously, like, being like, yes, we should enslave and test all these humans. Mm-hmm. I don't True. think it would make sense for us to be later, like, True. oh, no, they're, they're buddies now. We could let them stay, you know? True. Oh, so it's like they're being controlled by the, the ship? By Cave Johnson, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps they all, like, speak like him or something. They're just like an army of like say, like a monolith of Cave Johnson consciousness. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I was thinking they were like techno organic beings, you know, like the yeah, yeah, just yeah. robots, and like they have like they have like view screens as their like yeah. face, and then like Cave Johnson's face just pops up on all of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It could just be J.K. Simmons's face. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, it's got to be I think, in this movie yeah. too. I think that'd be fine, and I think in the end, them, like, being freed of their mind control and, like, forming an alliance with the humans, and maybe mm-hmm. they could just, like, live on the moon. I think that's fine. Because mm-hmm. the moon, you know, yeah. the moon... Yeah, I and mean, they introduce portal guns in a basic society now. Yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. No one has to take the train anymore. I yeah. do like the whole idea of either either trapping GLaDOS in the same ship as the space guy and Wheatley... And then just having that be what jettisons her into space to never be seen again. Or so we think. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that as the ending. Yeah. What leads up to this? 
maybe built off of like some like giant important monument. I think the spaceship like has a giant skyscraper of tests, mm-hmm. like like of test spaces leading up to it that you have to complete to get all the way up there. Mm-hmm. That yeah. they'll have to go through. Which has all the, you know, the, the classic portal, like, tricks and traps and tests and stuff and puzzles. So, Chell is going to go up there and, she, like, her instinct is to go up there and defeat that thing on her own, since GLaDOS is not going to help her. I think the main thing is, like, what does Chell do? Because while, while GLaDOS goes off, talks to Cave Johnson, realizes mm-hmm. that this is not her vision and then comes back. What is Chell doing in that time? She's either trying to like hide her daughter away or she's going off to like do this shit on her own. Yeah. I feel like she would try to do this on her own, like try to break into like the Mm -hmm. main, like the mothership. Yeah. And of course, Rachel would be like following in suit behind her. Yeah. Catching Mm -hmm. up eventually. And then are we just saying that GLaDOS like finds them and then, like just like finds them again and asks them for help. Yeah, I think like there should be some kind of scene of defeat with mm-hmm. Chell and Rachel, uh, and then Glados like bumps into them during this, and she's like, "Oh, you're not having such a good time either, huh?" Well, hmm. if that ain't that some shit. As much as I don't want to admit it, I may need your help. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they all get thrown into the same, like, alien testing facility by accident. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, that's fun. Would GLaDOS let that happen to her? I don't think... I think this this robot is, like, much bigger than, like, she's her capability and her new, like... Yeah. Because she's downloaded herself into, like, a, a, a big bulky but still more limited than her old self body. So, mm. you know. Yeah. I think it's, like, a big, chunky, like, robot humanoid body, and she's still yeah. getting used to it. She's, like, tripping over all the time and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because she's, she's never had to walk before. No, she's always on rails. Okay, so in that case, she's just very clumsy and very easy to catch. Um, yeah. And she doesn't have a portal gun big enough to make portals for herself, so she can't, like, move around very easily. Is she going to, like, King Kong it and try to get to the top of the, the testing chamber? <laughs> Just climbing, like, like a big, big robot guy. I like that. I like that as, like, her plan after, like, maybe that's the plan she tried to pull off that we don't really get to see. Mm-hmm. We get to see, like, a little flashback of it. But, she, like, she's ta- telling that to Chell and Rachel as they're, like, in the same, like, cell or whatever. She's just like, yeah, I had a plan. It was really well thought out. And I... It's it's just a, a fluke that it didn't work, and then it cuts to like her struggling to climb this giant tower as like alien ships are like prying her off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then so this is the point when they team up, and then maybe that's when Glados has the idea. Maybe Rachel can pull this off, or maybe Rachel has the idea because it seems like Glados and Chell are both dejected and don't have any more fight in them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah think... we need to we need to give Rachel some agency. Yes, she has a a big idea to like get mm-hmm. Glados up into that into that spaceship. So then, is this the point where Glados like, I guess, gets put back into a potato, and then they Rachel mm-hmm. fights her way up into the top? Yes, and I think Rachel's. I think she should have the secret plan because it's like Glados. 
I think GLaDOS somehow, while talking to Cave Johnson, has downloaded like the schematics of the ship. Mm-hmm. And so she knows that, like, mm-hmm. all right, this is where the main AI chamber is. And this is where some kind of port or something is. And I don't know. Th- there should be some kind of thing that's hinted at where it's like the main AI plugs in here. And then this is where I'm going to plug in. And Rachel should have the idea to, like, plug GLaDOS in somewhere where she can be helpful but not fully in control but GLaDOS doesn't know that. And then she plugs something like Wheatley into like a main control port. And that is like what foils GLaDOS. I'm just trying well, to think I of like, th- how is she, how does she, she should fool GLaDOS. She should like trick her. I think there could be a main thing. And then there could be the thing. Cause uh, even in the games they had like the, I think it was like three, like the morality cores, which Wheatley mm-hmm. is. And like, mm-hmm. I guess the space guy is too. I don't know. He just yeah. kind of looks like, yeah. They they you know they're like circular little guys so yeah she could plug you know Glados into the mainframe thing and then she could like battle it off with Cave Johnson in like a fun like Pacific Rim giant mech thing you know yeah and then she could like shimmy off to the morality core or whatever and you know place that in there it's so hard we don't to wanna... plan a double cross yeah you don't want to make it obvious yeah. Because I think that should be the big reveal. It's like, hey, GLaDOS, you think you're in control right now. You're not in control. Wheatley's in control. Yeah. Or Space I guess Guy's th- in control. Yeah, I guess then that the Rachel like, should have Wheatley and the Space Guy like guiding her the whole time. Yes. Like, maybe in the beginning, uh, Chell like, goes off on her own, GLaDOS goes off on her own, and she has like some time in Aperture Science to, like, you know get her own portal gun and her own like uh shock absorbers and like do her little research so that she could like know how to download the ai and stuff yeah Mm -hmm. i just had a crazy idea what if wheatley and the space guy have fused together because they melted together in orbit i was gonna i literally was just gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) i think they should be sharing like one consciousness yeah I like that. Because I, I was, like, thinking, I was like, well, if she plugs Wheatley back into it, then it's going to be a whole other problem, because Wheatley is, like, also kind of weirdly evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Wheatley and Space Guy are, like, fused together, and she, like, her secret plan should be to plug them into the spaceship and foil GLaDOS somehow. We need to we need to think about the spaceship a little bit. Mm-hmm. How? What is Cave Johnson's weakness here? Because right now he seems to be an omnipotent, mm-hmm. like, spaceship that controls all of the aliens, is capable of like doing all this crazy stuff. Right. Well, what is what? What are the weaknesses that we're writing into this ship? There has to be some because I think plugging Glados into that is good, but. With what we have right now, that gives her a little too much power because then it's like, how does how do they stop her from right. doing all that? I think there should be some kind. I don't know. I'm trying to like imagine like plugging them into certain aspects of the ship, like they plug Wheatley and Space Guy into like the ship's control, like the ship's like piloting port that gives them control of where the ship goes. I do think GLaDOS is the key to beating him. I'm just trying to figure out what the key to, like, stopping the ship is. Because I do think if, like, GLaDOS's personality was bumped up against Cave Johnson's, she would win. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just the the question is then what do we do when she wins? Can she not just like eject his personality into its own core? Yeah. Like maybe yes. she doesn't kill him, mm-hmm. but she just like takes his personality and then ejects it into one of those like core ball mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um, maybe she turns him into her assistant and puts him in like a little like separate robot body that can like walk around the ship. Yeah. 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 I feel like the giant mech fight should be framed as like its own test. Like GLaDOS is like, um, I don't know. She's like, we'll both, we should both run a test to see which one of us is better at fighting winner takes all. Right. Or I don't know if he would agree to stakes like that. What if it's um, a kind of like a gag where it's just like, she says like, we're clearly going to battle it out in the cyberspace, but we need to show the humans of Earth which of us is the superior leader. So let's also just have a have a representative mech battle fight so that they know who's best. And then he's like, that sounds good to me. And then they like have a cyber battle that we can't see, but then there's also giant mechs fighting each other that signifies who is winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And maybe it looks a lot like, you know, like WWE wrestling because they're not really fighting. But so like whenever the tides turn, like, you know, it looks kind of like that shit. And they're like suplexing each other and shit. <laughs> and I think I think while this is happening, I think Rachel should be figuring out how to like foil GLaDOS when she wins. That while GLaDOS does that, she needs to be doing something else to the ship to like take it out or something. The ship needs to be doing something that is that needs to be dealt with, right? One of the things that needs I'm trying to think of like what is what else is the ship doing that it needs like to have these like AI cores taken out of because like I think Cave Johnson should be like a, a cluster of these things that is like plugged into a bunch of essential things on the ship and that she needs to take out and then she secretly replaces with like you know Atlas and Peabody and Space Guy and Wheatley and it's like the piloting system the I don't know. That's that's what I'm, that's what I'm running into here. Is like I'm trying to think of like what other functions of this ship should require an AI of some kind to be plugged into it. Maybe there's one thing specifically connected to like the success of there or the perceived success of like the testing chambers or whatever. Mm. Like perhaps if they could trick them into thinking that all the chambers have been solved, and it's like, well, then we're done. And then it could have its release on, like, Earth and, like, everything could go back to normal there, which then would, like, open up to... Because oh. I'm imagining the ship, like, has has implanted itself into Earth, right, and is spreading, yeah. like, a disease. So yeah. we need, before we could send the ship out, we need to, like, sever it from connecting yes. to Earth. Mm-hmm. Yes. So perhaps tricking it into thinking that all the tests have been solved. Yeah, it's like... It- I'm just picturing it's like she's running around the ship and there are these like nodes that are like Cave Johnson AI related that like are attached to a part of the ship that is essential to what it's doing. And then she like rips it out and that's all we see while this like GLaDOS fight is happening. But then at the very end, when like all is said and done and GLaDOS is about to like double cross them, she reveals she's like, actually, I didn't plug in any more of you. I plugged in these other AIs, and now you all have equal control of the ship. Mm-hmm. And 
then that's what foils her and makes the ship like fly off into space. I wonder, right. maybe it can be like, I don't know if this makes sense, but like there would have to be some kind of like navigation or like memory mm-hmm. portal where it's like so that um, Cave Johnson can reference like maps of the universe, maps of Earth, yeah, like yeah. history of Earth. Like there's like some kind of like giant database that he's tapping into. Yes. That is not mm-hmm. a part of his personality. And then mm-hmm. if Rachel can just like completely destroy that database so he's stranded with kind of no knowledge of anything and then she can switch that out for the like space um the space core yeah yeah that's it's stuff like that i think there should be a few of those just so that Mm -hmm. the control of the ship is divided between a bunch of them Mm -hmm. and glados can only fight them so much i think yeah like like piloting the ship navigation Mm -hmm. uh test judgment I think could be a very important core mm-hmm. that if she takes it out, it thinks all the tests have been done. They're like pieces of his brain, basically. I mean, maybe we just need the three because we have Atlas or we have a uh, Wheatley and uh, and Space Guy as one body, and then we have Atlas and Peabody. So it's just like take out the ship's piloting core, take out its like knowledge core, and take out its its test judgment. And then that'll disable the ship. And then GLaDOS will think once she's won, she's like, oh, now I have control over all of this. And then she's just like, haha, I gotcha. Actually, your your other AI cores have control over it. Good luck. And then Space Guy zooms them into space. All that happens. Yeah. Uh, what happens after that? I guess all the aliens. Yeah, we just see uh, the aliens like learning how to engage in human mm-hmm. society <laughs> yeah yes yeah <laughs> maybe some of them go to college with with rachel yeah yeah they <laughs> see shots of rachel together. in college like hanging out with her alien roommate and it's like ah that's like my alien mom's birthday i gotta I gotta go visit her like shoots a portal at the moon like and then until like her wand's like all right see you later and then just like you know <laughs> fuck off show like they're like little like building society on the moon yeah yeah are we uh, ready for the recap? All right, so we open up in space. We have like a little, a witty little, little conversation between the space sphere and Wheatley. Can't believe I've been stuck out here in the orbit with you for 18 years, you know, establishing the time. Then he's like, then, you know, Wheatley sees, oh my gosh, what's that? Giant fuck off spaceship bumps into them and knocks them back into orbit and they start crashing cut to you know chell and rachel chell you know and now older played by jamie lee curtis you know talking to her daughter help her unpack for the first day of school you know at her her science college you know it's like oh talking about like oh i gotta be careful i didn't really want you to be a scientist but you know you gotta, gotta do what you gotta do i guess like don't worry mom i'll be fine it's not like i'm gonna get kidnapped or something she's like oh whatever moves into her dorm and we see you know like oh she's being stalked by we don't know what and then we see and it's like oh my gosh it's two two robot guys grabs her shoots portal gun you know 
takes her through the wall. She's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I've never seen this before. Now we're underground underneath the college, and it's one of the familiar sites of the Aperture Science testing facilities. And oh my gosh, who is it? But it's freaking GLaDOS. And she's like, oh good, you've brought a test subject. Wait a minute, she looks kind of familiar. And it's like, oh, who are you? And, her, and she's like, I'm Rachel. And she's like, oh god, no, not this again. So, you know, oh, like, she, she meets, like, a giant GLaDOS who's, who's being downloaded into, like, a bigger giant robot body. She's like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Cut to Chell back at home being like, oh, I hope my daughter's okay. I hope it's like, oh, you know, looking up at the stars, just, like, reminiscing. Not reminiscing, but, like, thinking back to all those dark times in the testing facility. She's like, oh, you know, science is kind of fucked up sometimes looks at the, up at the stars and sees a shooting star. It's like, oh, you know, I guess it's kind of nice sometimes. Then the shooting star, it's kind of getting strangely a little bit closer and closer. And she's like, oh my God, crashes into her living room. Who is it? But Wheatley. And so he's, Wheatley's like, oh my God, it's you. And she's like, oh no, not you again. And then Wheatley, you know, Wheatley and Space Guy gives her the, gives her the deets. Like, oh, alien stuff's is going, going on, man. Like, it's crazy. You gotta gotta suit back up again she's like ah oh, too old for this shit you know classic cliche line gets her gets her shock absorbers underneath the floorboards opens it up it's old portal gun life's not like ah oh, here we go again goes back to her and's like finds her daughter kidnapped by glados she's like oh what's going on here and it's like ah oh, no not you again again ah oh, fuck you know so they discuss what's going on. She brings back Wheatley and Space Guy, and they explain, like, oh, there's a strange alien presence coming up, you know, it's coming to Earth. And she's like, oh, what's, what are you talking about? Then, look at the moon. It's nighttime, of course. Look at the moon. Giant portal opens up, and a giant, crazy fucking spaceship comes out of the moon. And every screen on Earth, you know, Times Square... Paris, you know, you, you've seen an alien invasion movie before. It appears, but none other than Cave Johnson talking about how, you know, it is I, Cave Johnson. You know, you may remember me, the ex CEO of Aperture Science, but I am back from space with my new with my new alien friends, and we are going to help bring, you know, many advancements to Earth, whether you like it or not. And then, you know, testing, spreading robotic virus thing spreads all over earth causes mayhem you know that happens you know Chell's like all right gotta take care of this again and she goes to her daughter rachel she's like you stay here i don't want you doing this is dangerous stuff and <laughs> you know coughing wink wink to the audience uh you stay here i'm gonna take care of this alone and glados you know she's also like oh I was this this King Johnson fellow, you know, this guy from my past. I'm gonna so you know she starts. They both go off. Rachel, you know, our our residents, uh, Jimmy Neutron s like young prodigy, is like, oh, well, you know, they can't do it alone. So she starts figuring out her. So she talks to Wheatley, and he's like, yeah, you know what happened like last time when something like this happened is that you know they plugged me into the core. Of course, I turned evil, but I'm sure you could do that again and it'll be fine. I want to be evil again. You know, talk about morality cores and all that and reprogramming and 
downloading AI consciousness and all that, so she comes up with the plan. Now, we don't know what the plan is, of course, yet, but she brings on Wheatley and, and Space Fear. Chaos ensues, we see what's going on all over Earth, and Chell and Rachel, you know, like, a little ways behind her, you know, have to, like, work their way up the testing chambers all the way up to the ship, solving puzzles and stuff, you know. GLaDOS tries to get her King Kong on, doesn't quite work, you know, but we don't see that until a flashback later. After some shenanigans of puzzle solving and testing, they get captured by the aliens who, you know, they learn are like part cybernetic and they're all just like a hive mind under the, the maniacal Cave Johnson AI who's like a little glitchy of course, like not quite all there. You know, so the three of them all get captured, you know, Chell probably not jazzed about her daughter, like not staying put try to figure a plan to get out of here. They all gotta work together. But Chell, you know, because of her her moon rock and various aperture science caused illnesses, cannot go on. So her daughter must go on instead. Her daughter, you know, of course, like, is like, listen, mom, you know, we've been setting this up the whole time, but like, listen, mom, I'm my own person, you know, I'm 18, I can do this, you know, I'm gonna be a scientist, whether you like it or not, goes off. Downloads GLaDOS into a potato, as she's learned from Wheatley earlier. They go off, you know, gotta gotta go through puzzles, gotta... I'm sure there's turrets and stuff, and aliens and stuff, and crazy stuff. Atlas and Peabody are there too, you know, helping them out the whole way. Making their way up, you know. She eventually gets up to download GLaDOS into, like, the mainframe. Then she has a battle of, of cybernetic wits with, uh... Cave Johnson, visually represented by a fuck-off, like, wrestling mech fight. While Chell, you know, going off to various other parts like the Navigation Core, the Adventure Personality Core, and all the all the stuff, you know, downloading new stuff, messing it up when for when Gladys eventually, you know, turns on her. After she's done all that stuff, comes back to the main room, surprise, surprise, Glados has won and has relegated the Cave Johnson AI to be a robot assistant to her, you know, tables have turned. But you know, Chell of course is like, oh I knew you would do that, so I've done all this stuff. Glad's freaking out now, she's got Wheatley and Space Sphere and she's just in their mind, they're all like conflicting and all that and they, you know, power's released, they decide, gotta go to space, GLaDOS not about it, but you know, she can't fight it. Ship goes off. Rachel and Chell have like a, a an important moment. It's like, see, mom, I knew I could do it. She's like, oh, I, you know, perhaps I've been too overprotective of you. You know, you're you're a woman now. Now all the aliens, their little cybernetic parts are coming off. They're like their own people, and they're like, what's going on? It's like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do with you guys? And it's like, oh, do you guys like science by any chance? The aliens say. It's like, ah, oh. Chell and Rachel give each other a knowing look. It's like, oh, I guess we'll have to deal with this now time skip, you know, Rachel, you know, she's she's in her science college doing all this stuff, comes back to her dorm, and what's that? She has an alien roommate. The aliens have integrated into human society, you know, they're helping better each other, they're living on the moon now, you know, they can they can travel back and forth from the moon, because everyone has portal guns now, you know, it's great, everyone can transport. There's, like, people get stuck sometimes, and, like, they're, like, a little infinite loop, but people help each other out, you know, it's cool. Post-credit scene, of GLaDOS, Wheatley, and Space Guy bickering as they're like deciding where to go in space in a far off galaxy or whatever. Alright, so now that we're done with the episode, 
think it's time that each of us, you know, introduce a little little game or movie or something that we've been enjoying lately, you know, to offer to the audience a little recommendation. I'm going to be on theme, and by on theme, I mean the theme is Overbearing Robots. I watched this movie a while ago, but I think it's relevant. Uh, The movie I Am Mother, it's this great little sci-fi movie about this, like, robot that is trying to, like, uh, allegedly trying to preserve humanity by, like, freezing all these embryos, and it, like, makes a, a daughter, and it raises that daughter, and the daughter is, like, being raised by this robot and stuff, and uh it's just a very kind of like a sci-fi thriller sort of thing it's like a little mystery you don't know who to trust it was the robot mom or like the humans who don't trust robots at all it's it's really cool i recommend it i am mother i haven't played any games this week um but i have been watching some things per the recommendation of a drew gooden video i've been re-watching lost Oh, it's very fun um Mm. it's it there's parts that are a little silly but overall i'm having a lot of fun but if you want a more serious recommendation i want to recommend the original 1977 suspiria Mm. i i just watched the remake for the first time recently and i i'm sorry i didn't really like it i'm (laughs) (laughs) i'm more of a a classic fan, I guess. But yes, mm-hmm. if you have an hour and a half, put on uh, the classic Dario Argento Suspiria. It is very, very good, very vibey, um, and I think you'll like it. Well, building off uh, Annika's recommendation, while not very much related to Portal, uh, <laughs> I did watch 1977's House, the, the Japanese <gasps> horror oh, comedy, yeah. for the first time, mm-hmm. and... My that's that was amazing. One of like the most unique film experiences I've ever had. Not quite as as tightly written as Port All of It, but <laughs> if you just wanna if you just wanna like sensory overload with some just like some just wanna be enchanted by just like crazy nonsense and super cool special effects, highly uh, recommend that. I think yeah. it's influenced by Suspiria. I think it came out a few years after. And it's just it's you know, it's beautifully lit similarly. Mm-hmm. But more, more on on brand to the uh, the the sci-finess of uh, Portal. I was trying to think back, and like w- one of my favorite things about Portal is the sound design. Like everything, mm. it just sounds perfect and like kind of odd, but it just works, and yeah. it, it's just like it's wonderful. So, I'm going to recommend the electronic album Matt Moses. Ultimate Care 2 from 2016. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm recommending to that, because, you know, this game is a lot about, you know, technology and stuff. And that album is entirely made from samples of the, the, the group making sounds out of a washing machine. <laughs> so just like them just like banging on it, just like it being on and stuff. And it's nice. just like, it's just like a crazy sensory experience. Like mm. you're surprised like how much they're able to get out of just like a washing machine. But it's a pretty nuts thing, Matt Most Ultimate Care too. Once again, we are uh, open to fan pitches. If any of you fans listening to this have any ideas for video game movies, I know we're we're coming up with a lot of them. But like, you, if you have any, email them to us, man. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. We would love to hear it, and we'll read it on the show. We'll read anything. Go ahead and email <laughs> those to us at gamerealcast at gmail or tweet at us 
at GameReal3. And we'd like to thank our composer, Chris Kirk, that, who does our theme song. That is Chris Kirk at Twitter, at Composer Kirk. Kirk spells K-I-R-K. And his Bandcamp is composerkirk.bandcamp.com. We would also like to thank our wonderful artist, Brit Soto's Journa, for our album art and all the other cool art she does for us. Go follow her on Twitter. Her Twitter is at Artzoid. That is spelled A-R-T-Z-0-I-D. Goodbye. Go, go play <laughs> Portal. Have fun. Thanks for listening, In- everybody. Thanks for listening. Enjoy Thanks for your listening. Good- I'm Capacity. <laughs> I'm Matt. I've been Annika. Good day. Good day. <laughs>